Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed. God, we worship you and we love you in this place. We thank you for who you are and for all you've done. We ask that you would work it out. You would take control. Thank you for the word. Speak to me, speak through me, speak to someone in their life situation. May it be the better because they've been here this day. Thank you for the 62 years of this wonderful choir. Thank you, Lord, for their ministry. We ask God that you just bless us now on deep levels of our lives and grant that we hear you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I want to take a moment this morning, if you will, to look again at Philippians chapter 4, and I'm looking down now simply at verse uh, 8 and 9, Philippians 4, verse 8 and 9. If you have it, would you stand with us for the reading of the word if you are able? So good to see you in church this morning. Sister Miller, we're still praying for Brother James. We believe in God for his complete healing. God has blessed him to come back from that uh, bypass surgery. And we thank God for his healing. Here's the word of the Lord. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of a good report, if there's any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things, the things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do. And the God of peace will be with you. Look at someone now, just say, neighbor, time to shift your focus. Amen, hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Time to shift your focus time to shift your focus. You know, sometimes you and I get to the place where we get a tune or a song stuck in our head. I don't know about you, but every now and then you can hear a certain beat and uh, you just can't break it. You know, you just cycle in and you, sometimes you forget the lyrics, but you got the tune in your mind. There are times when we get certain things stuck in us. You get it stuck in your head so much that you don't know what to do with it. You picked it up from somewhere, but you can't shut it out. It's a part of you. And some of us have done that with negative thoughts. We've done it with negativity. We put it into our playlist, and we even have a greatest hits playlist. We don't tell anybody our playlist because we play it by ourselves and can't nobody hear our thoughts so they don't know we're running our playlist. Our playlist goes like this, I'm not enough. I'm not as good as the next person over. I, I don't have what it takes to be like so-and-so. You can fill in the blank for yourself. I, I, just, I just don't know if I can handle it. I don't know if I can make it. I don't know if I can do it. 
No, it doesn't work out for me like that. Everybody else gets a break but me. I never get a break. I'm always the last one. Why am I last? Why am I not the first? Why are people looking at me? Why is everybody staring at me? Why do I feel so bad today? Why do I, everybody else who had what I had is well already. Why am I not well? We get a negative playlist going. And sometimes we don't realize it but we are setting the frame and structure of our life. We're building our life building with the words we're saying to ourselves. We're setting the structure, and that structure is built on destruction and failure and negativity, and, and, and let's be honest, we have ingrained it through repetition. And God forbid, someone else chime in to our tune Someone else gets in our choir of frustration, and when they join our choir of frustration, they begin to sing the harmony that we always knew was true, and all of a sudden our self-esteem is defeated, and we begin self-loathing and self-deflating attitudes. We pick up the tune. All we need is one person to say, you're not good enough. All we need is one person to say, you're not going to make it. All we need is one person to tell us, you're not pretty enough. Oh, it doesn't matter if everybody else said you're lovely. Just one person pick up on the negative tune you've been playing, and that voice will be louder than the voice that you know is real. And some of us, we've been singing in that negative choir so much, we don't even realize that we act and live the primary thoughts we dwell upon. Thus, we create our own reality. We create our own reality and be, uh, be sorry, I'm sorry to say it, I'm, I, I'm jumbling now because I don't know if I want to say it so boldly, but I'm going to say it the way I feel it. We create our own living nightmare our own living hell. We do. Because it doesn't matter when good things happen. If we've been playing the negative song so long, it doesn't matter how good the good is because we automatically think it won't be long, something's gonna go wrong. It always does. I may be happy now, but something's gonna go wrong. It won't be wrong. I'm in a relationship now, but, but everybody I've been in a relationship cheats, so it won't be long. So maybe I better cheat first, because it won't be long. Before you know it, we're defeating ourselves. We're living in defeat. This summer has been the summer of Lizzo, for those of you who are hip-hop generation. Lizzo's been everywhere. Lizzo's a... Uh, a nice-sized young lady who can sing, play the flute, and dance. And this has been the summer of Lizzo. But, but the, the thing that really had gotten me was I didn't realize how popular Lizzo was until I saw her name listed on President Obama's summer music playlist of the top 40 songs they've been listening to. And Juice was one of the top 40 songs, Lizzo's song. Now, now those of you who don't know who Lizzo is, I'm not trying to make you aware of her other than to say, here's a sister that is not the thinnest in the room. But she completely has gotten herself up in her own spirit to be body positive. Now, 
you may not like her fashion. It may, it's definitely not church appropriate. But understand something. She is doing something right for herself to get herself to love herself enough that she doesn't care if you don't love her the way she loves herself. And right now, some of us are struggling because we don't love ourselves enough. And I, I came, I came, I want, I'm, I just want to talk to you, I want to talk. See, some of us, we, we struggle, and, and I'm going to break this down in a minute. I'm going to give you a couple of things I want you to carry home from today's message that I think are really important. You know, some of us, we have a setback, and we think it's over. So we don't realize that a setback just sets up a great comeback. And the greater the setback, the greater the comeback. You, you, you have to realize that, that, that the more you go through, the more God's going to bless you. It's going to work out in the end. But if you don't get it, then nobody else will get it, and you won't walk around defeated. Uh, I like Big Sean's song. I, don't, I don't, can't play it. I've got to get the clean version. But Big Sean got a song uh, called Bounce Back. And just the only thing I can give you is the, is the chorus, because the rest I can't work with. But the chorus I can work with. The song says, last night I took an L, but tonight I bounced back. See, my young folk, they know exactly where I'm going. See, you, you have to wonder, to take the L means I had a setback. I had a loss. It didn't work out. But tonight, it's going to be a different day. Tonight, I bounce back. There are L's in your life. You will take the L. Sooner or later, everybody has a setback. Everybody has a failure. Everybody has something negative. But you have to get ready for the bounce back. I, um, I, I, was, I was thinking about this message. I, I'm only trying to talk to one of y'all. The rest of y'all get it, and I'm, I'm glad. But I'm, not, I'm only talking to one person right now. I'm just the one. And it may be the one sitting in your seat. So if the person next to you get it, it's good for them, but you get yours, okay? So I was studying about, I'm really praying, thinking about this message. And, and, and I ran across the Center for Attitudinal Healing. There's, there's a center for it. It's called the Center for Attitudinal Healing. And, 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 and there, those doctors believe that, that, that one has to learn how to heal your attitude. To, to, to learn that, that, that your, your mental state is a choice. It's a dynamic choice. And some of us have allowed ourselves to live in attitudinal defeat. We walk down, we talk down, we dress down, we act down, we look down. Be pretty as anything, looking, oh my God, what happened to you? You ever seen somebody not so good looking but real confident? <laughs> You know, confidence looks fine. Confidence is sexy. Confidence is handsome. Now, some people, that's all they got. They got to work what they got. 
when you got that defeated spirit and you look like you've been baptized in lemon juice and drugged through five miles of bad road, don't nobody want to be with your ugly spirit? You wonder why folk rejecting you? They're not rejecting you. They're rejecting your spirit. I can be depressed by myself. I don't need company. You blowing my joy. You blowing my... is that to get to the place where your thinking is flexible enough that it is adaptive to any negative situation. It, 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 you get to the place where you can work through whatever the painful blows of life are and realize that God is still God. That you can take your life and understand that you can still live your best life when life has done its best to kill you. Yeah, I, I think, I think uh, little man had it right when he said I'm living my best life. See, see you... Living my best life, ain't going back and forth with you haters. Living my best life, ain't going back and forth with you haters. Living my best life, ain't going back. And... Okay, no, no, yeah, yeah. Oh! oh! Y'all cut it out. person next say neighbor I've decided to live my best life regardless whatever I go through this is my best life for now this is with hey This is my best life today. I'm gonna live my best life today. It may not be a mansion, but it's my mansion. It's my best life today. I'm enjoying my mansion today. Whether it's 300 square feet or 3,000 square feet, it's mine today. Whether it's a hoopty or a brand new car, it's my best life today. I'm washing my hoopty, shining my wheels. I don't care what you have to say. It's my best life today. Okay. Just want to talk to one. Maybe it's the one that you'll see. Just want to talk to one. Three things I want you to hold on to. Three things, just three things. See, you got to get that tune out your head. So, 
Paul tries to help you to change that tune. And the first thing he tells us, he, he, he wants us to do this, to recognize through mindfulness. Recognize through mindfulness. You see, you can unconsciously be playing a negative tune because you're not paying attention. That thought's been coming back every day. And then because you're not mindful of it, it gets a hold of you and it takes root. Matter of fact, I, I say that with certain music. You got to pick your songs. Because there's some songs getting your spirit to have you dead and defeated. I've got to be mindful. Paul says, be anxious for nothing. He says, he says, you've got to get to the place, this is verse 6, he says, get to the place where you have spent your life as a thankful life to God. Well, what does it mean to be mindful, Bishop? It means that I'm taking my time to be fully present right here, right now. In this moment, I'm going to be fully aware of what's going on with me. I'm going to be fully aware so that I will not overreact to life. I will not be overwhelmed by life. I will not overreact to what's going on around me. I have a complete awareness of me. Of me. Of me. Of me. Of me. Um, my wife and I were talking the other day and um, we've been working on some things. She's been helping me work. She's been cooking a certain way and got all this food she's trying to make for me. She, it ain't her fault. <laughs> so I looked at her the other day. I said, ooh, sugar. I said, look at that ankle, girl. She said, she said, mm. And then I said, now this is being mindful. I've changed nothing else but what I eat. No new I'm what I'm eating. So now we're trying to line up the mind with what's going on in the body. So you mean what I put in here ended up swelling down there? Then maybe I need to be careful of what I put in here so it don't mess up something down. Come on back to church. Come on back to church. You've got to be careful what you put in here because it's messing up everything else down there. You feel weak. You don't feel strong. You feel upset. Your mind is messed up because what you keep putting in you is having an adverse effect on you. And now all I'm asking you to do is to recognize it by being mindful. That way you can make a better decision about what you let hang around. See, I, I, negative thoughts are going to come. That's your life. You know, life, you know, hey, man, you're just being human when you have a negative thought. But when it stays, you're just being you. Hello? 
That's on you. It, the fact that it came has nothing to do with sin, nothing to do with anything you did wrong. The fact that it stays is on you. And if you don't get the correlation between what you put in your mind and what happens to you physically and emotionally, then you lose it. The Psalm, the Isaiah 26 and 3 says this. Here's what he says. He says, thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusted in thee. When I get my mind right and my mind is aligned with the things of God, God said, I've got peace for you. Y'all don't need no one to praise him. God said, you, you get your mind on me. Don't you worry about that other foolishness. Put your mind on me. I know what the doctor said, but put your mind on me. I know what the lawyer said. Put your mind on me. I know what your checkbook says. Put your mind on me. <sighs> Lamentations chapter 3, 21 through 23 King James Version reads that passage like this. This I recall to my mind. He said, I, I thought about some stuff. This, I got it in my mind. And what was in my mind messed me up. Therefore, have I hope. He said, since I started thinking about the goodness of God, even in the midst of the mess that I'm going through. Touch somebody and I said, neighbor, if you start thinking about the goodness of God, even in the midst of the mess you're going through, something good is about to happen. Something good is about to happen. If I, if I could just get my mind wrapped around God, if I could just change my thought to start thinking about the goodness of God. He said, when I begin to think about it, I got my mind on it. He said, it came to my mind. It is of the Lord's mercy that we are not consumed because his compassion fails not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. I wish I had a faithfulness witness. Great is thy faithfulness. I wish I had a faithfulness witness. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Say it, say it, say it. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy
the source of my strength. You are the strength of my life. I lift my hands in total praise to Somebody help me say, you are. You are Lord, you are, you are the strength of my life. I live my hands in I dare you to lift your hands and just worship him just for a moment. Glory, glory. Hey, hey, hey! Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You are the source of my strength. Anybody need strength right now? You are the strength of my life you are you are the source of my strength and you are you are the strength of my life one more time you are you are you And you are, you are, you are. You are the strength of my life. And I lived. I lived my hands in
Look at someone now. Just say, I'm not going to be tricked. I'm not going to be tricked. I'm going to get the mind of God about every situation of my life. I'm going to get the mind of God. I don't care what the doctor says. I want the mind of God. What is God saying about my situation? What, what is God in my life? What is God going to do next? I just want to get the mind of God. I, I keep going on my flesh. And if I let my flesh direct me, my flesh will direct me towards negativity. My flesh will tell me it's over. My flesh will tell me to give up. My flesh will say surrender. But the God I serve tells me to still fight on because he promised. Promise never to leave me, never to leave me alone. Gospel course, I've seen the lightning flashing and I've heard the thunder rolling. I felt sin breakers crashing, trying to conquer my soul. But then I heard the voice of my Savior telling me still, fight on. He promised. He promised. He promised. Look at somebody tell him, and God's good for his word. He promised. He promised. Never alone. The word of the Lord. Come on, give God a praise. I know I said three things and I gave one and I didn't even finish the one. So give me another chance next week. I got something to say. I got something to say. I believe God wants to say something to the house. Hallelujah. Is there a hallelujah in the house? 